four improvisers have chosen to don their cloaks, brandish their sabers, and speak in terrible accents for your entertainment. Pass the Doritos, grab your dice, and go on a quest with Des Moines' best comedians as they do all of those things in... Des Moines and Dragons! Welcome, everyone, to... Des Moines and Dragons, and we have a very special episode today because we have in studio our narrator, Clifton, and Harbeck, played by Tim. Guys, what's up? Oh, hello. Hi. It's 9.46 on a Wednesday, and we're playing <laughs> D&D. That's yes. pretty rad. I'm so excited for this. Like, It's my first time. Awesome. I, I'm so glad it could be with me. Uh... So we'll Be just gentle, check in. Paul. I'm always gentle. I'm a cuddler. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> but not the gross kind of nice guy. Not the nice guy that's really not a nice guy. I'm a genuine nice guy. <laughs> uh, but we'll check in with our cast and see what they've been up to. Tim Overton. Hi, Paul. What's up, buddy? Uh, not a lot. Hanging out in your basement. Hell yeah. It's just another day. I kind of feel like we should be drinking right now. Yeah, that's... We shouldn't. I know it's early. <laughs> it's... It's... And some of us have work later, but <laughs> I mean, some of us don't. <laughs> I'm not opposed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they would mind? They... <laughs> no, I don't think be... so. Yeah, no, I think it would care. add. Oh, Cliff's out there. Go getting getting some lunch meetings in. <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> crushing it. Uh, Business. So Tim, yeah, uh, Harbeck, uh-huh. what is? Uh, Where's he at right now? What's he thinking about? Oh, well, right now Harbeck is in the desert and he is thinking about how he may have made a huge mistake and how um, this plan is really loose. And um, he's not really sure if it'll work out, but he's hoping for the best and uh, he's trusted his instincts in the past and it's taken him this far. So he's just got to keep hoping that this will work out somehow. Yeah. I think it will. I think it will. Um, Cliff, so happy to have you in the Des Moines and Dragon studio today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AKA yeah, yeah, yeah. my basement. Uh, uh, firstly, thank you for doing this. Secondly, uh, tell the folks at home a little bit about uh, the character you're going to play. Um, for reasons that we'll get into in the intro section, he's been made mortal. Uh, but he looks a little different when he's not mortal. He has a little bit of a story. Uh, I guess the first question that I like to ask, if this show was a movie, who would be the actor that would play your character? That would play me? Yes. Um, It would be Brandon T. Jackson. Cool. Yeah. Know? He was the fawn from The Lightning Thief, mm-hmm. and he's also in Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there's going to be a definite like comedic element to this character. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, th- I'm a wizard, but I'm also... What? I think for so long, like otherworldly beings are played so self-serious, but like, no, if I, you exist through space and time, like... Yeah, and now that I'm in this realm, I'm, I'm here to have some fun, too, yeah. like now that I'm here. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Yes. Very cool. All right. And Cliff, what have you been up to lately? Do you have any cool... St- projects or anything you've been working on oh just catch the waves still yep working on an episode that i thought i lost i thought i lost all the files but oh god found out that i didn't wow and it, that that feeling yeah of being like oh 
I messed up. Like hours of work yeah. that you cannot get back. Mm-hmm. Disappear. Yeah, that getting anxiety just thinking. About yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need to stop the recording okay. and save right now. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I brought that up. But no, I'm it's just okay. saying, like, that's what I'm really happy about is that I did not lose it. That's okay. Well, uh, that's that's what everybody's been I've been doing. I've just been playing D and D for what seems like Oh, also want to shout out uh, Black Streams. Black, yeah, Black, Black Iowa Streams. Black Iowa Streams. Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's where Catch the Wave comes out on. Yeah. And also playing a lot of 2K. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. You guys don't understand. That is a grind. Yeah. To like. What it's turned into. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I mean, you when you're playing the My Player, it's kind of like D&D because you have to increase There's a lot of role at play. your attributes. You know, it's like, oh, do I want my lateral movement to go up or my stamina to go up? See, <laughs> everyone I, thinks there's like only one kind of nerd, but like whether it's fantasy football or like 2K basketball, like mm-hmm. everyone likes a good role playing element in a game. Yeah. I have two players that I'm working on. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, well, uh, that's what we've been doing, and uh, we're going to turn it over to our narrator to intro episode 11, and uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. That's so dope. And there I was, surrounded on all sides by the demonic creatures referred to in this realm as crab preachers. Sending hails of lightning and streaks of fire, I fought back the horde on the border of the realm ocean and the world known as Krasis. I don't remember how long I fought, years it felt like, but eventually my luck ran out. Appearing before me, towering above the chitterling masses, was none other than the Bagilia itself, a demon prince who pays fealty to the demon lord Gargantiloth. Hulking figure stood twenty feet tall, and his body was covered in pitted Keaton armor. Its face was dotted in eyeballs from its forehead to its chin, all of them weeping blood. A cruel smile crossed its horrific face, exposing long white needle teeth. Leveling its gnarled and spiked blade at me, it spoke. Polarot! I have seen it. My father has seen it too. You fall to me here and now, banished from the realm ocean never to return. With your death, my patron will have access to all realms connected to this one. His ascent is now inevitable. I held the old staff in my hands tightly, knowing in my heart that it spoke the truth. I replied with as much courage as I could muster. Demon from below, I do not fear your patron. I have sworn to the gods above that I will never allow your fallen kind to breach the realm ocean. Even in death, I challenge you. I saw the thing ripple its fingers along the sword's grip, anticipating the coming fight. Well then, Realm Walker, allow me to give you the death you ascended fools promised you. The beast came at me. I had managed to repulse the flurry of blows initially, but it was too strong. Again and again, it slammed the thorned blade into my casted shield. With every hit, my strength faded. So, 
I saw in my mind's eye a place, hope, a friend, a way to save this realm at least, and then blackness. I awoke with a pounding headache and a foggy memory. Seeking a way home was the only thing on my mind, but where was home? What was this dwarf doing here? We find Balarat waking up. Uh, Balarat, your head hurts a lot. Uh, you don't find that you're physically wounded, but your head is throbbing. You come to on uh, a cliff. Uh, in front of you, staring at you, is an enormous lizard with a long spine coming out of its face, and it's staring at you. Next to the lizard's face is a familiar figure. Uh, you've met him before. Actually, you've worked with him before. It's Harbeck, Thunderfist, the cleric of the life domain. Harbeck, your uh, your friends left hours ago. You're standing with this gigantic creature, trying to figure out what to do with yourself. And suddenly, this uh, the spine hunter perks its head up, turns, and you see this figure that wasn't lying on the cliff now lying there. The figure is Balarat. <laughs> oh, oh. Balarat. Oh, whoa. Oh. What are you doing here? Oh, please stop talking, please. Uh, uh, oh, why are you yelling at me? I'm sorry. What are you doing here? <laughs> Am I in a dream of yours again? No, you're not in a dream. Oh, okay. Uh, wait. Is this... Is this... Crazist? Uh, this is a desert. Oh, oh no. Uh, oh no. We're south of Alal. We're, we're close to Alal. Well, sort of. Um, we're actually, oh, no. we're in the orcs territories. Okay. Uh, do, uh, do you, um, need some help? Do you have any potions? Uh, I could whisper a healing word. Uh, Yes, please, please. Lend me one of those words. Uh, uh, get what will soon. And what does it look like when you cast Healing Word? So the, the words escape my mouth and ripple across the air over to you and you feel a sense of uh, relief wash over your body as you are healed for four whole damage. So yeah, the headache washes away with the sound of Harbeck's words. Oh, Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Thunderfist. Well, you're very welcome. Now, what are you doing here? I think the fact that I'm here means something very, very bad, Harbeck. Oh, no. Um, you know, there was already some bad stuff happening before this happened, so... Well, it's going to get a lot worse. Ah. Uh, well. Well. Um, this is my friend, Azakir. Say hello. Hello, Azakir. It lets out a rippling 
uh, almost like a coup, but it's it's much lower. And, like a, and what is Azakir? An Azakir is a spine hunter. They're these okay. huge dragon-like creatures. Okay. Ah. Uh, hmm. This is a big one, Harbeck. <laughs> yes, he's um been the apex here for many a decade. Uh he we we did battle with him and um well uh his spine was removed. So I decided to stay and I've been helping heal him. Um okay. well, can and, he still fly? Oh yes, yes. I've um used my hempen rope to create a, a harness and um well, I've been uh, working on that bit. <clears throat> it's um it's a, it's, it's a difficult um, process. They they weren't designed to be bridled. Okay, well, now that we're in this realm, I guess let's let's go get something to drink. I'm parched. This desert is very dry. Now, ah, well, I have just the thing. Give me uh, one moment. Um, and I I cast um, create food and water. Awesome. Yeah. So I create just pounds of food and and water 45 pounds of food and 30 gallons of water uh on the ground (laughs) so you just make a huge puddle yes there's there's now a 30 gallon puddle next to azakir and us a little tiny oasis okay excellent and it is bland but nourishing (laughs) what a cool spell that Literally has had no use until right this now. Very moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and now we eat. Yes. Um. Dig it, and it's it's not much. You know, I'm not much of a cook. Oh wow, you're quite hungry. Um. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Haven't had real food in eons. I was going to say you're not normally corporeal, are you? Um, corporeal. Right. Is that one of these crisist words? Uh, me, yes, you are um, consistent of matter and body. No longer a being of just energy or spirit. Yes, I, I guess I do have flesh now. Hmm. So, what happened? The last thing I remember, I was in a battle. Fierce battle. And then it all goes black. And then I started to see colors slowly manifest in front of me. And now we're here. <laughs> uh, well, that sounds kind of like the time that um, I slipped into our little meeting place that, that one time a little bit back. And uh, Oh, yes. I, I do remember that. So you've been um, crossing dimensions. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I've, I've lived so many lives. They get a bit jumbled. But I do know that you are in danger, Harbeck. Ah, well, this, that's Actually, normal. this whole realm is in danger. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah, that's, that is true. But for now, I've made a new friend. And you're here, so that's good. Well, I guess I need to test out this mortal body. Really see what I can do. Sure. Uh, do me a favor and um, try cracking one off at some of the spires around here. I think they've got some rock in them that I'd like to have. So the environment, Balarat, that you see, so you're on top of 
what they call locally spines, but you're essentially on these, uh, like the southwestern U.S. have these tall pillars of rock that have just been eroded by wind and dust over time. Uh, but there are a ton of these, and they get they taper off and become extremely narrow towards the top. They look like long spines that stretch out across the badland wastelands. Uh, the the area should kind of look and resemble the American Southwest. Red red dirt, uh, patchy brown, prickly grasses, and cac cacti. Uh, dot the landscape. Okay. Um. Then I cast a booming blade at one of the spines. Nice. What does booming blade say? Uh, part of this action, the cast this spell. You must make a melee attack with your weapon against one create within the spell's range. Otherwise, the spell fails. So essentially, uh, booming blade, you put like a force of energy into whatever weapon you have, and when you strike, it like explodes that energy into whatever you hit. Okay. So uh, your character also has a dagger um, on your. Do I your... have a staff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I use the staff then. I grab the staff and I use booming blade on one of the spines. Nice. So there's this pillar of rock in front of you, and uh, what does this look like when you when you do this cool move? Booming blade. It's like a slash. It looks like a, it's like just a, a half circle a beam of green beam of light shoots out of the staff and cuts the spine. Cuts the spine in half and then slides. Yeah, down yeah, yeah. And then it crumbles to the ground. And I think we get this look of the spine hunter's face and Harbeck as they both do that anime where their eyes go really wide mm -hmm. and they just see the rock slowly. And then once it hits the ground, it explodes. Yeah. Everything. There's a, a larger explosion. Because <laughs> it's a booming blade. <laughs> oh, yeah. But there's a delay on the boom. Perfect. Some of the rocks splash into the pool of water. I'm like, oh, ah, okay. Well, that'll come in handy. It's not that bad. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Let's try something a bit more difficult. I cast a firebolt into a cloud. Nice. Okay. So firebolt. Um, read the description for firebolt. You roll a mold of fire at a creature or an object within range. Make a range spell attack against the target. On a hit, the target takes 1d10 fire damage. A flammable object. Hit by the spell ignites it if it isn't being worn or carried. So if I do this on a cloud, can it make rain? Uh, I think what what it would it would just like dissipate the cloud. It would just like instantly evaporate the cloud. And again, it's not like an enormous uh, a spirit bombs worth of energy. No. This is like a quick flash up of a small, almost like a softball size bolt of fire. Okay. So it looks it's like a little fireball. Yeah, and I just. Hurl it up at the cloud, and the cloud just goes away. Yeah, it just okay. dissipates into space. What time of day is this? Uh, it's like early afternoon, I'd say. Cool. So it's like a flare. Yeah. Hey. Hopefully that didn't draw too much attention. You're not under attack, are you, Harbeck? Uh, well, we were under attack from this guy, but I think it's okay now. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he nuzzles up against you, Harbin. Oh, oh, come on. Stop. Hey, um, aren't you supposed to be, like, 
guarding the realms and such. Yes, that's what I was doing before I got here, Harbeck. Didn't I tell you you were in grave danger? Oh, yeah, but I mean, always. Well, I think I was in a battle guarding guarding this realm, fighting off those crab preachers. Ah. I didn't know what they were for a long time, and then they're actually fighting them. It's They're pretty crazy. They're very vicious. They're terrible. They, they have claws for hands, yes. and they, they snap very hard. They're very pious. Yeah, but smashing them and I was keeping them away from this realm and that's when it all goes black no they sent you here against her will yes that's rather surprising with a being of your power they must be growing stronger yes well we've and I'm growing weaker well we've got to get you back hmm how do we um, how do we do that are you religious, Harbeck? Oh, yes, very. Yes. Who's your god? Well, I'd rather not say it's personal. <laughs> you have to give this information to me if you want me to... If you want me to get back. You see, I need... I need to find a gate. Or maybe craft a wayfind. Do you know, do you know what that is at all? Um, I know what gates are. Okay. Well, uh, hmm. I think we're in a bit of a dilemma here. I need a strong connection to one of your gods. All right. Well, I mean, I have my holy symbol here. It's um, it's an acorn um, encased in amber, and I use it to attune with my deity. Well, can you can you pray right now? Oh, sure. Well, when, what are we praying for? Just the usual? Let's pray for clarity. All right. Roll uh, religion for me, Harbeck. Sure thing. <laughs> That's not going to be great. Um, my religion... It's a five. <laughs> so... Uh, what does it what does it look like? How do you pray? Like do you sit? Do so you I Harbeck um kneels by the pool of water that he created and he um holds his holy symbol um near his chest and he looks down and closes his eyes and you can see his mouth moving and as it moves his uh, holy symbol begins to glow the amber light around the acorn starts to slip out between his fingers. The uh Balara, you see this all happen. And the uh, water ripples, and the reflection in the water changes from you and Harbeck to the visage of an elven woman. She's of uh, olive-complected skin, and she has long, black, flowing, rippling hair. Um, She's got flowers in her hair, uh, and her features are extremely fey in their distinction. So she looks very... Uh, she looks like a fairy and she looks to be speaking to you but you don't hear anything her mouth is moving but Harbeck you can't hear her which is strange usually when you have these visions and uh, these interactions with her uh, I mean she she can speak to you but for whatever reason she can't there's no words Mm -mm. neither of you can hear what she's saying her mouth is moving but she can't hear what she's saying. 
Uh, she's she's being blocked somehow. I, my connection isn't strong here. Well, maybe we need to get to one of your temples or ritual centers. Well, in the domain of life, um, nature is my temple, and the forest and the trees are usually what I'm used to. But um, out here in the desert, it's barren and disconnected. I'm not used to the fauna and the flora here. Okay. Well, I guess it's off, off to the forest. Oh, I mean, we walked so far. I don't know how to get there from here, actually. We got so turned around in the canyon that I don't really know where I am. Az- Azakir bows its head to you, Harbeck, and nudges your shoulder and then points with its head um, as north, essentially. Oh, well, I think this one knows the way. and We could follow their lead. Yes. Let's follow the creature. All right. The spine hunter uh, adjusts its body, plants its four claws on the ground, and then lowers its right shoulder. So uh, taking up the rope that's tied from around its neck and some like shoulder joints, mm-hmm. uh, climb up the side and get up to around the nape of his neck. And I call back for a ball run and I climb aboard. All right, I just jump up there. Awesome, yeah. Um, I don't. So Ballarat, like you, don't get many opportunities to experience. Uh, like when you realm walk, you exist in like the spirit form. So typically, you don't aren't really able to physically interact with objects. You're so, again like a spirit. So jumping was like really fun like, yeah and woo! feeling like the weight of this thing feeling it's breathing below you like this huge engine of life is uh probably r- thrilling for sure okay and uh it writes itself it lifts its shoulder back and you both feel the um the the ground beneath you leave and with two huge flaps of its wings um the air fills with dust for a moment and then you're propelled backwards as the creature takes off and takes flight. Here we go. Ha! Do you feel this? Yes. It is one of life's many pleasures. <laughs> so we see uh, the, the camera pivots around and gets this like 360 degree view of the spine hunter flapping its, its enormous leathery wings uh, and you two flying on its back. And the scene fades to black and fades back up. It's later in the day. The sun, uh, there's a few hours of daylight left. And you can see Harbeck in the distance, the uh, Queen's Garden ahead. This enormous forest that it borders the southern territories, the desert, and like the kingdom of Alal. Um, it's, it's a huge forest. I mean, we're talking like the redwood forests of California size and, uh, the spine hunter, uh, glides and drifts and yeah, Harbeck, you see the, the forest ahead. So, uh, the prosthetic that I made for this, uh, creature is starting to like come off from the flight. I didn't do a very good job putting it together. Uh I used it from my, uh, shoulder pauldrons and my weapon to create a very crude thing. And uh, it's starting to, like, be shaken off of his jaw. Yeah. Um, 
and we're getting closer and we see the Queen's Garden and say, oh, yes, over there, Ballarat, um, the Queen's Garden. Uh, we should be able to um, connect there. The creature uh, slowly glides down, tilts its massive frame, and uh, you feel it all at once uh, scoop its body back and use its wings to flap and slow, come to a stop, reaches out with its back claws and breaks itself on the ground, uh, comes to a screeching halt. <laughs> the inertia from your bodies, you probably run into each other a yeah. little bit from the from the stop, sudden stop. I think we just straight fall off because, yeah, like, yeah, yeah this uh, creature wasn't meant to be bridled. <laughs> and then the the... Yeah, the shoulder pauldron breaks and you both fall to the ground. <laughs> Are you all right? Yes, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, all right, now we're in the forest now. This is... Oh, what is this here? I grab one of the flowers that are growing out of one of the trees and I smell it. Take it in. The pollen goes in Ballarat's nose and he sneezes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. you're uh, allergic. Uh, Another of life's many pleasures. <laughs> what is this? This, subs- this substance? He licks the snot that's coming out of his nose. Oh, it's, it's slimy and salty. Yes, that is um mucus. Uh, yes, it's kind of tasty. Essential to life. <laughs> mm. All right, now that we're here, is, is this a, a tree? Well, yes, and several of them. Hmm. Ballarat, you you can feel like you're this, uh, you feel the age of these trees, like probably hundreds if not thousands of years old. They stretch 60 to 80 feet in the air. Their trunks are, uh, you know, the, the diameter of a car. Like they're just enormous creatures or enormous <laughs> trees <laughs> creatures sure yeah mm. they're ants no Can... mm. yes lived a long life i remember seeing this this one when it was just an acorn mm. oh it's crazy how how things just go on without you harbeck Yes, that is the way of life. I f- find it keeps going and going and and going, which is why this whole problem we face is a terrible thing, because it stops going. Oh, there'll be, yeah, there'll be more after it, Arbic. Oh, I've seen the end before. I've seen the end many times. So it just keeps ending, too. It's never-ending ending. Oh. Well, that's a bit reassuring. But I like this place. You know, I like you. Oh, I like you, too, Ballarat. You're very noble. Well, I try. Well, I trust that you will see this to the end with me. Correct, Harbeck? Oh, yes. I mean, I've lived a long enough life that now I can say, you know, screw it. I'll go out swinging. 
That spirit is why I like you, Harbick. All right. So how do we um, get you back? We need to find a gate, or we're we're making a thing here. Yes, 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 yes. Back, back to the back on track. Um, we need to find a, a way find an object that allows one the ability to not only make rifts in realms but pass through. And normally you would just do that by yourself. Yes. Uh, you see, my my staff here, it used to be a, a wayfind, but now it doesn't seem to have that ability anymore. Oh, well. So. That's not good. I need to craft a new staff. Okay, well, we should be able to muster something here. Um, what do we What do we need? We need a, well, we need a, a stick of some kind. Yes, this... Maybe maybe one of the the oldest tree in this forest. Let's look for that. Oh, well, that I can do. And um, Harbeck pulls up uh, to the ground and sits cross-legged. And he places one palm on the earth and another palm over his holy symbol. And he connects with the root network of the trees and the mycelium network of all the fungus communicating with the trees and all the plants and shrubs and things that are all speaking to each other in this forest. And he tries to search the network for the oldest tree in the forest, the thing that has the most connections. So roll a nature or religion, whichever is higher, and roll it at adventure. 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 Advantage for me. All right. Uh, What were they? Nature or what? Nature or uh, religion, whichever is higher. Two religions say it would be 18. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, You you see this... uh, well, I guess, what does this look like when you when you commune with them? Like, what do you end up actually literally seeing? So, out of darkness, um, like neurons firing, we see the root network of the xylem and phloem, um, pulses of light being taken in from photosynthesis and converted into chemical signals that get sent through the root networks and into the fungi, and then... Uh, all of that creates a web of um, connections and you can see like the general mass of the web and in a certain part of the web there's a denser connections of lights and a brighter source of light um, and so kind of floating through that web of connections Harbeck's looking toward the center brightest light in the, the connections alright so you find it's uh, on the north eastern edge of the woods. There is a plateau that rises up from the ground, and this ancient tree with roots that distend and uh, travel throughout this plateau. This tree is uh, as wide as a house and as tall as the tallest castle you've ever seen. And it stretches out with bright green leaves, and you can see it clearly uh, that it that it sits on top of this plateau, a uh, few hours march uh, east east from uh, where you currently are. All right, 
so I snap out of that and I, I point in the direction of where I saw things. And Balarat just takes off running. <laughs> it's this way. <laughs> All right. I, I grab the rope around that, the around, around Azakir, the spine hunter. And I say, well, well, we might be able to fly. Yeah. We could maybe, maybe we could fly. Hobbit, are you coming? Azakir ah. shakes his head and pulls the rope back and you see him coil around his body and he, he lays his head down quietly. <sighs> okay. I'm coming. Balarat turns around and runs back. What's wrong, Harbeck? Can you not run? <laughs> I believe that's what you call it. Run. Yes, it's just... <sighs> I'm coming. <laughs> and so we uh, we fade to black again on um, Balarat sprinting off into the woods and Harbeck like, sprinting <laughs> off behind him. Almost there. I feel so alive when I do this. Yes. This is many pleasure. Wait. Harbeck, do you see that? Where? That, that, over there. As they look over, there's a light shining on a bush. And the bush contains all of these berries, maybe blueberries, but not just any blueberries, like huge blueberries. I haven't had a blueberry ever. I've only heard of them. <laughs> well, now is the time. It'd be good to have a break. Ballarat's eyes are so big. He he slowly walks over to the bush and grabs a. It basically looks like a plum. It's such a big blueberry. So he takes a big bite of the blueberry. The oh. juices like spill down yes. your face, like it's the sweetest, most delicious tasting thing. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, Harbeck, have you ever had one of these? Well, not one of those. And Harbeck plucks one and eats it too, and just juice running into his beard and. All over his hair. It's fantastically delicious. Oh, oh. Ah, yes. This alone is one reason to save this realm. Still contains blueberries. Oh. <laughs> yes, they are quite lovely. Ugh. Right, I guess back to the task at hand. Oh. Getting, I'm getting rather tired now. Well, yes. I mean, we have been running for quite a while. Your body is um, full of acid and need to rest. Ugh. Hmm. Can I get on your back? Ah, uh, what? <laughs> May I? Uh, I, I, uh, well, uh, oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, what is this? Yeah, I climb on, and, and we're obviously like different sizes. <laughs> yeah. So I curl up into the fetal position and climb on Harbick's back, try to situate myself on his bag and his all of his belongings. This is, yeah. uh, this, is uh, this is nice. Well, okay. I mean, if you say so. All right, uh, onward. Uh, okay. To the oldest tree in the forest. All right. Not much further here. Uh, like a half hour passes of marching through the underbrush. 
You were just pouring sweat, <laughs> Harbeck. Man, little. All right. <laughs> I, I think I can get uh, get a, get the there the rest of the way. Uh, hey, good, good, good uh, nap, <sighs> nap. <laughs> and uh, you you step off of Harbeck's back, and Stretch. Uh, yeah, oh. you take two steps, and you see right in front of you is the gigantic plateau that holds this ancient tree. All right. Balarak gets on his knees, puts both hands on the tree, closes his eyes, and attempt to ask the tree if it's okay for, is it ready to, to die now, to become something great? Oh, awesome. So, yeah, again, this, this huge tree on top of this plateau has all of these roots that weave their way through the rock and the soil of the plateau, and there's uh, like a little root that sticks out that you place your hand onto. And uh, you feel an impossibly old and ancient intelligence within the tree. And sorry, what did you ask it specifically? Is it ready to, to die? Harbeck, uh, wh- what are you doing as you see uh, Balarat approach the tree? I'm recovering from <laughs> carrying him. and Just deep breathing? Yeah, and uh, as I'm doing that, I look up. And taking the whole tree, and I clutching my holy symbol, and trying to to uh, test the connection. the The connection here feels extremely strong. I think this is it, Balarat. You hear a voice in your head, an old, wise, ancient voice. Balarat, you seek. A way back. Yes. Yes. I do. I need to create a way for it. And it seems like you have the most spiritual energy to create that. And I can hear all of the trees settle suddenly and become quiet around the whole area. Mm-hmm. But I will not end your life if you are not ready to go. I am ready, but beware, you are not alone. And at the word alone, you hear the sound of crashing trees and underbrush as an enormous shambling mound appears uh, from the woods rolling towards you. A uh, shambling mound, sometimes called a shambler, uh is the rotting heap of animated vegetation uh, uh, looms up uh, twice as tall as a human uh, into a faceless head at its top. Uh, well, look out. And uh, everyone roll initiative, which is a d20, and then you add your initiative. And then tell me what the number is. 17. All right, Balarat got a 17. Uh, Harbeck. 20. Nice. Yeah. And then he got 15. All right, so Harbeck, you go first. 
you see this shambling mound tumbling and rolling like a uh, tidal wave of undead uh, underbrush, rotted leaves, sticks, moss, mushrooms. At first, I'm like, oh, cool, because it looks so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to cast Destroy Undead. Wait, would that apply, right? Would I know, looking at it, like, uh, this will work? Roll nature for me. Cool. Ne- nature. Oh, yeah. That's uh, 18. Uh, it is not technically undead. It is technically a plant, so that would not work. Technically a plant. Got it. Sorry. No, no worries. Uh, so then, in that case, I want to just go with sacred flame. Okay. And that's the deck save for okay. you. Uh, I fail. So what? What happens? Two d eight damage. Roll it. That's an eight, and a four is twelve. Twelve damage. Yep. So you see this thing uh, burst into flames, but the wetness of the leaves and the rot, uh, old undergrowth. Uh, have the damage. It looks like he is resistant to fire damage. No, how about radiant damage? Uh, he's not resistant to radiant damage. Does it do radiant damage? Yes. Oh, okay, perfect. So then it does. Sweet. Awesome. All right. Next up, a uh, a- out from underneath it, two little shambling mounds appear ah. from underneath the uh, roiling soil. They're like the size of a small dog, uh, but they've, they're covered in sharpened sticks that are pointed, and they roll towards, uh, well, one of them rolls towards you, Balarat, and uh, he's going to try to attack you. So this is where I'm going to roll an attack, and I have to beat your AC of 16. And I rolled a 16, um, plus my attack of 2 means I hit, and you take... Uh, you take six damage. Okay. So you just subtract six from 44, and that's your current health. Okay. Uh, Balarat, your turn. After I take that hit, I jump backwards and I fire a booming blade at the shambling mound. Okay. So, booming blade, let's. Uh, actually, here, if I get my... Oh, that is a lit candle. Do-do-do. Uh, oh, that's in a different book, damn it. Uh, can you Can you read Booming Blade for me again? Sorry. As part of the action you use to cast a spell, you must make a melee attack with your weapon against one create within the spell's range. Otherwise, the spell fails on a hit. The target must the target suffers the attack's normal effects and it becomes sheathed in booming energy until the start of your next turn. If the target willingly moves before then, it immediately takes 1d8 thunder damage and the spell ends. Nice. Okay. okay. So uh, basically what you'll do is you will just make a regular attack. So, oh, not that one, sorry. Where's your uh, main sheet? Yep. 
So uh, we'll use, let me fix your sheet real quick, get you a quarter staff. Plus six. Am I rolling for this? Yep. D four. It is actually a your so to roll to hit you need to roll a D twenty first. Yep. Go ahead and roll that. Five. Five, and then you add uh, your attack roll of your staff. Eleven. Eleven. So your eleven needs to beat whatever his armor class is, and. His armor class is low, so you do actually hit. Okay. Cool. They're just like these little mud piles, basically, with sod and grass and stuff and sticks sticking out of them. So you hit. Now you do damage, which is uh, 1d6 plus 3. So you just roll a d6 and then add 3. 8. 8. Nice. Uh, That's the small and since you did booming blade if he tries to move or take any action he's going to suffer another d8 thunder damage he's you basically hit him and you cover him in this like thunderous vibrating energy mm-hmm. so if he tries to move he runs into that and takes damage okay nice that roll again or no? nope that and that's your turn next is the giant shambling mound. My first turn. Yeah. My first turn. Nice. Boop, boop. Yeah. yeah. Damage. Uh, that was a good move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that was good. The shambling mound is going to multi-attack. Uh, it's going to attack Harbeck. Uh-oh. 17 plus 7. So that's a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take... You take nine damage, Harbeck. Okay, ow. And you are now grappled. So this thing wraps oh. you up in its uh, in this uh, churning, soupy, dirt, soil mix, and you find yourself struggling, and he picks you up and slams you into the ground Whoa. again. Um, but he, uh, he doesn't swing it right, and you don't take any damage Oof. from the... Um, from the slam. Bunch of mucks flies into my face. <laughs> and another one of the little shambling mounds is going to attack Balarat. And he rolls a 15. What's your AC, Balarat? 16. Okay, so he does not hit. Okay. So this uh, another little shambling mound rolls at you with its pointed sticks sticking right towards your knees and you... <laughs> Just step over it, and it misses. Okay. Uh, Harbeck, your turn. Uh, Top of the turn order again. So I'm I'm currently in its grasp. Yep. I want to, uh, I guess, um, uh, you know, uh, I'm okay with the muck and the mire, so I'm just going to hang out inside of this creature and cast Sacred Flame from within. Okay. Uh, so I need to make a dex save. Yeah. God damn it. So I rolled a four. So now you do damage again. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Not great. Uh, five. Okay. Now it is. Oh, and then as a bonus action, I can do healing words. So I'm going to do that. And I'm going to go, Balarat, um, aim for the main guy if you can. Bah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and you you can talk as a free action. That doesn't talk cost. as a free action. Yep. And then yeah, my so my healing word would be like you can do it, <laughs> and that's um my d four, um with all my stuff that's a uh, ten. So Ballarat heals for ten HP. Nice. Uh, the shambling mound that you attacked Ballarat that took the uh the booming blade moves to attack you. So it's going to take D8 thunder damage. So roll a D8 for me. Two. Two damage? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not great, but it's now bloodied, which means it has less than half health left. And it's going to uh, hit. It rolls an 18, which beats your AC. And then it does four damage to you, Balarat. Did I get healed at all? Yes, you got healed for 10. How much Was that yep. right, Tim? Yep. So, so you went back up to full, and then you took four, so you so should be at like 40. Yep. Okay. Cool. Balarat, it is your turn. Okay. Well, I'm going to jump back, and then I do a hand motion. I do some kind of like hand signal, and I'm going to... Yeah, you've got limitless options. Um, If you have questions about how the spells work... Can I throw two firebolts? You can only throw one. one. Because uh, in a turn, you get a movement action, a main action, and a bonus action. A movement action is self-explanatory. You can move your speed, which is 30 feet. A main action means you can attack, uh, and then a bonus action is... uh, most spells are not bonus actions, they're main actions. Okay, and then I'm going to do a hand motion and then cast a sleep spell. Ooh, sleep. So this spell sends a creature into a magical slumber. 5d8, the total is how many hit points of creatures the spell can affect. Oh, nice. Each creature affected by the spell falls unconscious until the spell ends. The sleeper takes damage, or someone uses an action to shake or slap the sleeper awake. Undead and uh, creatures immune to being charmed aren't affected by the spell. And none of these are immune to charm. So, you roll literally uh, 5d8 hit dice, Mm -hmm. 5d8 dice, and give me that total when you roll all of them. I roll it five times? Yep, yep. Shit. So you roll five eight-sided dice. Or you can roll a, a eight-sided dice five times. Take that total and tell me, and I take that number and subtract hit points from each creature, and once they hit zero, they fall asleep. Okay. So you rolled an eight and a two. Seven. So 17. But what? 21 and the last one seven seven so overall you uh did 29 points of sleep so and we start with the creature with the lowest amount of hit points first so the uh shambling mound you were attacking was bloodied and only had 10 hit points left so subtract 10 from your uh over your total of 29 so now you have 19 left Mm -hmm. so the shambling mound you were fighting just like spreads out and flattens and falls asleep okay 
the other little shambling mound has the next lowest amount of hit points, has 18. So subtract 18 from your 19, and it also falls asleep. Wow. Yay. You just slept them both. And so now... three, though? Well, there's the big giant one that Tim uh, Harbeck is fighting, yeah. and the two little ones you the just rendered help. unconscious. Okay. Cool. So, nice. Good turn. All right. Very nice. Uh, that was Balarat. So now it is the... Sh- well, those two are unconscious. So now it is the Shambling Mound. <laughs> so the Shambling Mound is going to try to engulf you, Harbeck. Uh, oh. Engulf. The Shambling Mound engulfs a medium or smaller creature grappled by it, which uh-huh. you are. Uh-huh. The engulfed target is blinded, restrained, and unable to breathe. <laughs> and it must succeed on a DC 14 con saving throw at the start of each mound's turn or take 2d8 bludgeoning damage. If the mound moves, the engulfed target moves with it. The mound can only have one t- creature engulfed at a time. <laughs> so, uh, I think it just does it. Yep. Okay. So you need to succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 2d8 damage. Okay. I rolled a one. Oh, shit. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So you're super... Yeah. You see everything go black and you become... Your nose fills with soil and uh, you just become... Buried alive. Yep. In this giant piece of rotted earth. Oh, no. Yeah, you see Harbeck just get swallowed up by this thing. Harbeck, it's your turn. So you are going to try to resist. uh, To break out of the grapple is all you can do. Uh, So we're making an opposed athletics check. Whoever gets higher total succeeds. Okay. Oh, no. I rolled a 11. I rolled an 8. Okay. So you remained restrained by this thing. And then... Okay, at the start of the mound's turn, you take the damage. So now it is Balarat's turn. Okay. Uh, Looking around, wondering what to do. Because I can't hurt this thing now because it has Harbick in it, right? I can't just not necessarily. No, you can hurt it for sure. Yep. From within, you hear hurt it. (laughs) 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 Okay. Well, I speaking of tree bukaki. Okay, I'm gonna fire a green flame blade at it. Jump up. Throw the staff, fire green flame blade. It says that it's a D8 fire damage to the target, and the fire damage to the second creature increases to 18D plus your spell casting ability modifier. Okay. So that spell is uh, basically meant to, if you if there are creatures like in a line or in a, in a group, you can hit multiple creatures with one spell. I'm trying to cut it in half. Trying to cut it in half. Okay. So, Yeah. Uh, so how do you, do you just attack with your spell? So you must make a melee attack with the weapon again. Okay. So you basically, same as before, you're going to roll a D20, add your staffs, uh, uh, like attack. Yep. So D20 plus six. Seven plus six, 14. Oh, not enough. It's AC is 15. So. Dang. The the blade, this green light comes out, and the the 
shambling mound just absorbs the damage and it doesn't do anything. The spell fizzles. Oh, no. His body is so weak. <laughs> Harbeck, you take 2d8 damage. Uh-oh. Oh, 2 plus... Oh, 2 plus 2. So you just take 4... Four, you take eight damage. I sw- like swallow some dirt and rocks and stuff. <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have a bad poop later. Pretty normal for Harbeck. Yeah, real real rough poops. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now it is top of the turn order. Harbeck. My turn. Yeah. Resist. Yep. Opposed athletics again. Gosh darn it. Um. I rolled a five. I rolled a ten. You did it. Yeah. You become free. Wee. So I. What does this look like? I get like birthed out of this thing. I just come out of its back end and like covered in muck and dirt and like (laughs) spitting out chunks of earth. And um, I I hit the ground and I say, uh, uh, right, uh, ow. (laughs) Sorry, Harbick. This body is not as strong as I thought it was. <laughs> uh, Harbeck, if you uh, you don't have a movement action, but you still have a main action if you would like to do something. Okay, great. I would like to do something. I'm going to... Um, what's the condition of this monster? Uh, it is, it's not bloodied yet, so great. it's still above half health. Awesome. So I'm going to um, cast... Um, spirit guardians oh okay and uh dig this so i call forth spirits to protect me they flit around at a distance of 15 feet for the duration if you are a good or neutral or spectral form appears angelic or fey um so when i cast a spell i can designate any number of creatures i can see to, uh, to be unaffected by it an affected creature's speed is halved in the area, and when the creature enters the area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 3d8 radiant damage. Damn. <laughs> on a successful save, you take half as much. So it's basically as long as it's fighting you. Yeah. It's going to have In this 15-foot area, yep. up to 10 minutes, as long as I'm concentrating on my holy symbol. So uh, I, we haven't had to use this before. So when you're casting a spell and it's like continues to exist after your turn, if you are attacked, you have to make a concentration check to make sure that you don't get distracted and the spell fizzles, which is a Constitution save. Okay. Um, but I, I wonder. I well, never mind. We'll get to that. So that's Harbeck's turn. Balarat, your turn. Uh, I'm gonna wave my arms around in the air and this giant yellow lasso appears and I'm going to throw a lightning lure on the shambling mound, on the big shambling mound. Yeah. So it, uh, the target must succeed on a strength save throw to be pulled up to 10 feet in a straight line towards you and take a 1d8 lightning damage if it's 5 feet. with like 5 feet. Okay. So... so... I need to make a strength save, and I, I rolled a natural twenty. Wow! Luck. Yeah. So <laughs> so not doing good. It like no, wraps around the uh, the lightning lure and just like the spell just disintegrates, like clenches, and the spell just poof, dissipates. Oh my god! The, the magic near the tree is powerful. These sentries are strong. The shambling mound turns to you, Balarat, and goes to 
uh, slam you and try to engulf you. Um, 15. What's your AC? 16. God damn it. Yes. <laughs> uh, so now it is Harbeck's turn. Great. Um, I'm going to cast Sacred Flame again. I'm going to get some distance from this thing and cast Sacred Flame. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. That's De- on his turn. Yeah, yeah. So uh, deck save. Yep. Uh, 11 minus 1 is 10. So it fails. Fails. So you take a whopping 8 radiant damage. Okay. Um, it is bloodied. All right. Now it is the shambling mounds turn. So it takes, has to make a wisdom save. Yeah. Rolls a six. So it fails. Yeah. So now 3d8 damage. Five. All right. One, two, two. Okay. Uh, so the the little flitting fairies of light just like swarm around this thing and start pecking it. And are they just it. like shooting like lasers at it, or what is the? <laughs> they, they they like swarm in and you can't tell, but it seems like they're almost like biting at it. Cool. Um, Balarat, your turn. I jump in the air, make a spirit bomb like yeah. move and form this giant ball of. Acid, yeah, giant ball of acid, and I throw a chromatic orb at the shambling mound. Um, let's try something a little bit stronger than Harbeck. Ah, yeah. What is uh, what does chromatic orb do? Uh, if the attack hits the creature, it takes a 3d8 damage of whatever the type of thing that I chose. Nice. So yeah, so it's not resistant to acid, so it'll do full damage. So roll a d uh, roll a d20, I'm sorry. 15. Nice. And I so your attack roll for spells is you roll a d20 and then add your spell attack bonus. Okay. Which That's is six. six. So 21. Ooh which way beat his armor class. So now you do damage with chromatic orb. So whatever chromatic orb says it does for damage, that's how much we roll and do. So 3d8? Yeah. Holy shit. Fourteen? 14. Nice. Damn, okay. Yeah, so you do a ton of damage to this thing. What does the chromatic orb do to it? What does it look like when it does damage to it? So it starts just melting pieces off of the shambling mound. The arm melts all the way, but it's still halfway up. But it's, it's trying to walk and step back because now it has half a arm and half a leg. Sweet. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it is getting close to death. A uh, few more good attacks and it should fall. But it is the Shambling Mound's turn, and it is going to try to roll over and uh, swallow Harbeck again. Oh, man. God damn it. It rolls a 7, plus 7 is 14, which I don't think hits. <laughs> no. Um, so Harbeck, like, <laughs> rolls into the same formation and rolls out of the way. <laughs> Just tuck and roll. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to multi-attack, so it'll attack you again, Harbeck. Oh, no. 
and it rolls a nine, so 16. Does that beat your AC? No. God damn it. Not with my shield and chainmail. Harbeck, your turn. So. Oh, and I, sorry, I needed to make a wisdom save. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Uh, and it passed. So does that mean Dang. it takes half? Yeah, half no damage. damage. Which so is roll nice. 3d8 and half. Six and a seven and another six. So 19 half. Half rounding up. I think so nine. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. The creature, the shambling mound is on death's door. Yes. Which means one good, one more good hit and it should die. And it's my turn. Yes. Great. I'm going to uh, take out my uh, hand axe from my side off my belt and walk up to this thing and brush the dirt off me and I'm going to try to hit it with my hand axe. Cool. And I roll a one. So uh, maybe you miss that there's a like an old rotted root emanating out from it and it's going to, it yanks at your leg, pulls you down. Ah! And then a big, it's, it's arm that still, it did not get melted, lifts up into the air to slam into your face. Ah! Back, and it rolls a three. So you... <coughs> Roll out of the way as this big hand rotted thing of leaves hits the ground. Balarat, your turn. Can you kill this thing? Let's see. I'm going to hurl a firebolt at it. Yeah. yeah. So step back, baseball throw. <laughs> Fastball. On a hit, the target takes 1d10 fire damage. All right. D20 plus six, please. 14. Its armor class is 15. So, nah. so the so maybe like um you, at the last moment, like Harbeck gets in the way. So you nah. have to like curve it. Wow, watch out, Harbeck! Ah. And the shambling mound turns to face you, Balarat, and it's going to swing its huge rotted arm at you. God, and it rolls nine plus seven is 16. So I'm 16. So if in, uh, just because the rhyme is easy, if it meets, it beats. So meets your armor class, it beats your armor class. So you take uh, 2d8 plus four damage, seven, five is 12 plus four. You take 16 damage. Jesus. Yeah. So you, you get like tossed aside. This the mass of this arm hitting you knocks the wind out of you, and you feel it maybe crack or strain a few ribs. Oh, Harbeck! Ah, oh, pain hurts really bad. <laughs> oh. Life's pleasures. <laughs> Cough up some blood. <laughs> a little bit of blueberry. Um, still, still sweet though. <laughs> And it's my turn yep. again? Okay. Yep. Then I'll cast Sacred Flame. All right. Dexterity save. Roll to five, so I fail. Sweet. If you roll more than an eight, you kill it. I rolled a one and an eight. Wow. You kill it by one point. <laughs> all right. How does this thing die, Harbeck? What does it look like? So we're all like upended, fireballs flying around. Balarat just took a huge root to the chest and 
I'm like upside down and um, stick my hand out and cast Sacred Flame and the light comes shooting out and it just blasts this thing's like rough shape of a head um, blowing it off its shoulders and the light like shines down and then fades away and the whole thing just collapses into a pile of rubble and roots and grass and things. Beautiful. And with that, we're going to take our first break. Uh, Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with part two on the Harbeck and Ballarat adventures. Don't go anywhere. 